Coming up on the bloody podcast, Fiji makes history. New Zealand played a game. Fucking England continues. And we talk about different animals having sex with each other in quite a scientific way. I think you'll really enjoy it. Plus, we've got emissions, apologies, in-depth analysis. This podcast has got mental health chat as well. It's time for the banter lads. Rugby and mental health chat from the Supersport Dojo. Rugby World Cup edition. Let's go. Holy shit. I have, as a privileged white dude who grew up in Nelson and spent many years going on a winter holiday to Fiji because I'm very fortunate, at the Sheraton, I feel a, a, a weird connection to Fiji, even if it is rooted in some sort of fucked up uh, colonialism. And it's, it's a special country. They're passionate about rugby. And it was unbelievable to see them down, who better than Australia? I cried tears of happiness to see that happen. It was, Matt, stop looking at me weird. There's nothing wrong with a man crying tears. That was unbelievable and, um, yeah, truly a highlight of my rugby watching days. Fiji played so well. They didn't play in a Fiji way and it knocked my socks off. Mm, like England. No. They played like England, right? Can you not make it about England straight away? <laughs> like, this is state. England will be coming up in the podcast. So will New Zealand. So will whatever bullshit that Sanjay watched. But um, I want to get your thoughts straight away, Sanjay, on um, uh, on uh, Fiji taking it out. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think um, after they narrowly, well, they should have bet Wales, I thought, but I thought that was the closest um, they would have got to beating a major team. Yeah. And I thought Australia just. Maybe had even though they only played Georgia, I thought they'd turn their fortunes around. Yeah, but, yeah. They, they played like they expected things were going to go right yeah. eventually, and they just didn't. Fiji just didn't Fiji themselves. Yeah, they didn't have that implosion that they're famous for. Well, this is but, this, but it's not even that though. This game was completely different. When you saw you saw Fiji play against Wales, exciting, yeah. mm. thrilling. Can't kick for shit. I mean, we did know they could kick, but their kicker got injured, and. Um, this all was turned around where if you watch that game, you would say that Fiji was the better team. Yeah, absolutely. By a mile. And like Eddie Jones, I thought was pretty good in defeat. You know, people were looking at him and he gave full credit to Fiji. He was disappointed by his team. He took full responsibility. He said the French fans should be booing him as yeah, they were. throwing baguettes and croissants at him. Yeah. It was something quite amazing. So I wanted to go through the beats. I think I was the only one who actually watched this. I didn't watch it live. Yeah. It was... How sad was that, though? It was three thirty in the morning. Broadcaster down yeah, here. Yeah, that's rough. You think they would rig it so the only people who are going to care about this game are people in Australia, people in Fiji, and people in this yeah, area, yeah. New Zealand. So is Fiji the same time zone as us? Yes. Uh, yeah. So they, they should have swapped around the England yeah, Japan that's rough. game with the Fiji Australia game. I don't know how I mean, they they made the schedule fucking two yeah. years ago. England and Japan are huge markets, though, so they definitely get precedent. Over. Yeah, but they still get to watch it in England at three. 30 or 4.30 in the afternoon there. Yeah, no, nah, but they want the 7. They want the prime time. 7, drinking oh, time. Japan. Japan as well. I don't know, play a game on a fucking Tuesday. I don't know, sort of, it's not that hard. But, um, yeah, the first half, Fiji did look like they are going to Fiji. And, I mean, I don't mean to start a negative. They couldn't win a line out. And that is obviously their Achilles heel. Honestly, if Fiji could kick for territory a little bit mm. and they could win a line out, 
they would be the favourites to win the World Cup. Yeah. Their entire team has the running ability of Jonah, the offload ability of Sonny Bill, and the rucking and um, getting <laughs> over the ball and picking it up of Richie McCaw. Yeah. Their whole team. You can't. No, no, honestly, my favourite player now is um, he's the dude we've talked about him a few times. The number seven, he has the receding hairline. He has the moustache, um, like he's in the 1980s movie. <laughs> Lavani Botia. Um, they subbed him out at about 59 minutes. And I was like, what? I'm the too f- old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing here? They sub on a guy called Masaki Dodge. I'm sorry if I'm saying his name incorrectly. He's the biggest dude I've ever seen in my life. And it was just like all of the Fijian players stepped up. They, everything they were losing in, in, in losing lineups, they were making up for and just dominating Australia by making good tackles and getting their hands on the ball. And so, sorry, uh, Australia was penalised seven times while they were attacking, hmm. which is kind of is kind of ridiculous. But the, the the key moment of the game, and this is when, as a Fijian fan, I my heart dropped, was the end of the first half where Fiji had consistent pressure, consistent kicks, attacking kicks into the corner. And twice in a row, they missed their own fucking line out. And um, Australia's try um, uh, before that was absolute bullshit, where they kicked like a yeah fifty twenty two a fifty twenty two and did a quick line out. And S- Fijians weren't even who ready for um, it. who scored that try, Sanjay, Mark Nakawakana. Nice. nice, nailed it. Sanjay was practicing that a lot, and <laughs> it's better than what I've got. Give it another go. No, I really need to see how it's spelt, though. You were doing so well in the warm-ups. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to say the, the name um, City, Simi Redradra, right? Yep. The best-known Fijian player, biggest star, mm. famous for being a star in France and a star in the NRL. He's the man who dropped the ball in the Wales game. I don't think mm. that try would have won it for them anyway because he would have scored in the corner. They would have definitely yeah. missed the kick. They would have one point behind. But, but he did drop the ball. He is their star. He is a great player. Looks better on the wing than he does in the centres, I reckon. But... Um, he was the one who not only dropped the ball, didn't grab the ball to help stop them taking it fast, but then didn't get back into the fucking field of play. Mm. Like, from Fiji, I was like, this is Fiji, here we go. It's Fiji time, baby. Australia scoring the most bullshit try. Because you got to remember, not only did their throw-in not go five, um, they won the ruck off mm. a dodgy um, like turnover that seemed like the man was playing the ball on the ground. But anyway, um, Australia got there, and we thought Fiji would... Um, would like limp away, and it did look when they couldn't convert at the end of the first half. It looked like it. They got a lucky try themselves. Yeah, I wanted to talk about feed Australian selection though, because Eddie Jones picked this team on the idea that he was going to um, cleanse the team of the losers. Right? Mm-hmm. He he got rid of all those Quade Cooper types who have been losing for years, and he put in a bunch of young fellas that we talked about. Um, mm-hmm. um, them having a fourteen-year-old playing halfback against the All Blacks. They have a 21-year-old playing um, first five or whatever. That young guy, Cooper, what's his name? Carter. Carter. Gordon. Gordon. Carter Gordon. Good good name, but terrible. Great, name. Great look. Terrible welcome to rugby. Like, holy shit. Yeah. And for them to not be able to get under a high ball, like, that's fucking Namibia shit right there. <laughs> to have two players leave it for both. How often do you see that? Not only does a professional team... An international team let it bounce, mm. but then the other team just runs onto it and then just runs in for the try. Mm. And one of the players who missed it was Mark, pronounced Nawonga Nitawazi. Yes! There it fucking goes. Who was born 11 September 2000 as well. Whoa. <laughs> he 
was born on September 11. Yeah. 9 11. So Eddie, Eddie got rid of the old losers and he created probably the biggest bunch of losers in Australian history as they have one win still. Mm. It was against Romania? No, Georgia. Georgia. Oh, fuck, I don't give a fuck. Uh, although I do, I will say though, when we're, we're, catch, we're counting our chickens with Fiji and we're like, this is it, yeah. Fiji is going to be the first, potentially the first Pacific Island team to make the quarterfinals. It's like, motherfucker, they haven't beat Georgia yet. Like, that's not no. Are you saying none of the islands have gotten out of the groups before? No, out of the quarters. Okay. So they, they want to be the first Pacific team yeah. to make the semis. Because wow. Fiji has already made the quarters before. Yeah. Yeah. I think Samoa's made the quarters, haven't they? Yeah, they have as well. Yeah. I could be wrong. but no, like Samoa have, yeah, and Fiji have. But they've always underachieved, and I'd say England, we'll get to England soon, but they need to um, look out. Um, I, I will say that um, traditionally, I was ready. I had like pre-planned notions of how the game was going to go, and I was like, Fiji always has to plan to get murdered on penalties. The penalty count went strongly in their favour, and there were some bullshit calls mm. both ways, but like high tackle rules. In rugby, sometimes you tackle a guy around the shoulder and then they slip into the tackle and you go up to their neck. And I'm like, that shouldn't be... I understand if you make Sonny Bill-style shoulder-on-head contact yeah, straight direct, away. Yeah. But like to give away three points on like a slip, mm. both teams got penalised. That was the first six points of the game. Yeah. That was hard to see. Um, I also wanted to note the, um, the way the game finished, which was so disappointing from Australia. In a comical kicking battle that Fiji actually ended up winning, where for the last six minutes of the game, I'd say the last, between six minutes and three minutes to go, and you've got to remember three minutes in rugby goes very fast. So this, that was basically two scrums and the game was over. In the last six minutes, Australia and Fiji would have kicked it about ten times in a row, just back and forth, back and forth. And Fiji are like, yeah, good on you, just push Australia back. Australia, you have to run it at some point. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of glad Like Australia didn't deserve to win at mm. any point in the game. They threatened with that late try, but couldn't do it. But maybe um, Australia were following the advice of, did you read that thing by Warren Gatlin he wrote in the Telegraph? He's not just a coach, he's a columnist as well. He wrote that <laughs> like um, teams kick because the team that kicks more normally wins the game 80% or 75 to 80% of the time. Really? And that was why he was um, talking about the French All Blacks game. Like the French kicked it 44 times, whereas the All Blacks kicked it 39 times. Yeah. That's and crazy. maybe that's why the Aussies, even though they were far behind, they thought maybe if we kick more, we're yeah. going <laughs> to eventually win the game. Well, they, they literally kicked themselves out. And I can... It was so satisfying to hear the French crowd. They boo teams that kick it away too much. Mm. Yeah, and it's like, don't get me wrong. We all know there's tactical kicking, yeah. and there's some, and a really nice kick into the corner is lovely. And England had a few of those, but like when you're just kicking it away, when you have to have the ball. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I think that stat there, Sanjay, has maybe been. Yeah, it's been. He's misinterpreting the the fact that whoever kicks it the most has had possession the most, like probably, and if you've got the ball the most. You're more likely, you know, you can't score if you don't have the ball. Yeah. Unless actually the attacking team concedes a penalty, in which you can get three points from that. Yeah, which is, which is pretty crazy. Kind of weird. This is the man who met, you know, led the mighty Wales over Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't complain about his tactics. Well, um, I've just got a few more notes on this batshit game. Um, yeah, so a great moment at the end when um, Fiji had won the game, and they celebrated. Mm. So it finished with a scrum, for people who don't know, a scrum to, I think it was Australia's ball. And so you're like, man, this is Australia's <laughs> last... Ro ro it didn't matter. Mm. Um, the, re the reason I don't remember, Matt, is because the scrum happened, and you're like, here goes Australia. One more chance. 
Fiji decimated mm. Australia's scrum. And mm. that's one of the weak, two weaknesses of Fiji historically. Not lasting past 60 minutes and being terrible at scrummaging. Yeah. So that was a statement at the end of the game just to absolutely destroy them. And then um, Fiji celebrated like they'd won. They were down on their knees. The captain even dropped to his knees in celebration, right? And they're about to boot it out. And then they got a call from the um, coach's box saying, no, go for the three to deny Australia the bonus point. Mm. And that was amazing. And I fucking hate this fucking French broadcast because they cut away to a wide shot. But Fiji was having a quagmire as the captain would say, go for the post. And one of, I think, the props, although with Fiji, so many of them have the same build. It could be a flanker. It could be a fucking centre. One of the players was furious about that decision. He was going... Kick it to the fucking sideline. And I would have said that as well. Yeah, when you've secured the game, your yeah. whole team's already celebrated like you've won, yeah. to even give them a chance to run it out one more time. Yeah. And they did miss the kick, but luckily they kicked oh, it yeah. so fucking hard, they made sure it went dead. It didn't go dead by much though, mm. but like that would have been terrifying Wait, if it stayed so in play. It, it ended with a penalty. It ended with a penalty. Um, yeah, scrum penalty. Fiji destroyed them in the scrum and they gave it to Fiji. It was, I think it was Australia's feed. So Huge. they had a kick at the posts. Yeah, but any win. other team would just kick it straight out. And it was a long kick as well. It was like 40 metres. Yeah, so the risk of that is that it stays in play. Yeah, and, and then Australia runs it back. Try yeah. to equalise. And you don't even want to give that... Fiji's knackered. They, and they, the fact that they'd already celebrated like they'd won, I was like, just don't even mm. write yeah. that. So I, I, if I was in the field, I'd do, it's easy for the coach to say, well, yeah. statistically... You I know, mean... I, I side with the coach. However, you got to read the room. Yeah. Fiji have celebrated. Yeah. You've got to kick it out. Like, the, yeah. the time has passed. And that's maybe just the inexperience of Fiji in cup competitions. Yeah. And it's those little decisions that you get from experience. Um, and, I, I mean, I hope we see that eventually. I, I feel like Fiji can get there, but fuck, this group is fucking exciting now. Yeah. I mean, even, it, I even Georgia's can, got yeah, a chance. that's what I'm saying. Like, if Georgia can pull an upset... Then all four teams could. <laughs> all four teams are in the mix, eh? Yeah, I mean, poor old Portugal. The two spots. I would say after seeing that game, and I know Wales has been on poor form, but after seeing Wales play Fiji, and Wales can do everything. They can kick, they can run, and they can also play a simple style of rugby and like power it up in the forwards. Australia can do nothing. There's not one thing on oh, lineouts to be the only thing that Australia was actually dominant on Fiji. Mm. At. Even their kicking was a bit dodgy, which is something you kind of, mm. you kind of Australia would traditionally hang their hat on. It was they really were a, a mess, and I was like, you know, there's there might be a buy or something like that, or a couple of weeks in between, but it's it's hard to imagine Australia. I would say Wales would probably have the better of of Australia, but yeah, it's next. That's it? Monday. Next yeah, Monday. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this straight away. All of a sudden, it goes from Fiji having the nightmare draw to mm. Wales. Oh. Oh, like Australia, Australia, Australia. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. I didn't quite nail that punchline. Eh? To Wales, no. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what, um, what are the other permutations? Like, so, so Georgia, you would have to say, are a dark horse against both Fiji and Wales, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Unlikely, yep. but, but Fiji are counting their chickens. Yeah. they are. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, another highlight for me is they subbed Carter Gordon out at forty-nine minutes, which is pretty. New Zealand women's football team did an amazing thing when they. Subbed a woman who scored a p- uh, perfect own goal hat trick. Mm-hmm. They subbed her before half time, which in soccer is like the biggest insult, right, Matt? Yeah, it's pretty insulting. To go out before half time. Yeah. Like most subs in football, you come in at about 70 minutes or, or 60. 60 oh, ish yeah. is kind of like, oh, yeah, you've had your run. Let's get legs. Yeah. That's kind of the excuse. But yeah, if you're coming yeah, off half before time, then, then, you sucked. Yeah. yeah, it's a strategic, hey, you as a person yeah. are not doing well. 
So Eddie Jones wanted to get um, the the losers out and get some winners in. Mm. He subs in this young guy who is the future of Australian first fives, as far as we can tell. And Carter Gordon gets subbed at the 49th minute, and they sub him for a dude who's not even a first five for utility back. Mm. And things didn't get better from there. So that was like a kind of, I mean, Eddie Jones, you go genius or idiot. He is looking like an idiot so far, like mm. crazy decision. Like you don't you don't, you don't want to say Quade Cooper, but you're like. It'd be nice to see like someone with a bit of experience. But what was so satisfying is we in New Zealand got the Australian broadcast. And so you know what that means? The game ends, mm. Fiji wins, mm. and Michael Hooper, <laughs> he's just there staring. He doesn't want to show any emotion because he knows if he looks happy, yeah. it'll be terrible. <laughs> and he knows if he looks bad, yeah. it'll get picked up in the papers. So he just is just dead fucking... <laughs> Blue stealing right down the middle of the camera, just trying to avoid. And the guy who is doing the hosting that show is just so Michael Hooper. If people don't know, he's the legendary Australian open side who was famously dropped. He's one of the losers that Eddie Jones cleansed from. Well, the team. I think it was more of an injury decision, right? Well, he could have. They could have kept him on. He probably would have played in the later stages yeah. of the tournament. But he was, in my mind, he must have been feeling justified. And the the host of the show, the Australian panel show. Mm. All he did was ask questions about the selections mm. and all those guys <laughs> yeah. fizzing, right? Who were the other guys? Quade Cooper. Mm. Uh, who else? <laughs> Australia haven't Sanjay, really you were messaging in the group chat about who these guys were. <laughs> no, I mean, I said D- Dave Rennie, who was the previous coach, he would have been partying hard with their <laughs> loss, being replaced by Eddie Jones. But yeah, it's mainly Quade yeah, Cooper. I think right? even England would be frothing over that, yeah. just with Eddie Jones and his situation. Mm. But look, it's Eddie Jones. And who knows if maybe this is all part of his plan to get Wales out. <laughs> you know, you, you just don't know. Yeah. But maybe he is like just preparing them for the future rather than. This oh yeah, I mean he now. says that Australia have to turn up to their own World Cup in four years' time. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Even believe though that. if he does, even if he's not the coach, he's trying to prepare the team. Yeah. For who <laughs> yeah. the coaches there yeah. in four years? He's going to be fired, I'd say, after next week's game when they get hammered by Wales. Do you reckon? So, Huge game, though. So you mentioned England. I think now's the natural time to... Uh, and I am getting ahead of myself, touch wood, because I still don't know if Fiji is a, is a sure thing against Georgia. But you'd hope that Fiji will come out. Mm. They'll cross over with England, potentially, mm. assuming England finishes first in their pool. Well, it's 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 actually... With the, we'll, we'll stay with um, Pool C, because Fiji actually have a bye next week. Yeah. So they will get to see the ramifications... Of the Australia Wales match, Oof. you know, it just gives them a bit of chance to be strategic and like, hey, look, we just need a win. Doesn't matter about bonus points or whatever, that kind of thing. Because as soon as if Australia lose that game, Fiji know they just have to play. They don't have to be crazy. Yeah, get your dude, kick some posts. That's it. Walk into the quarters. Yeah. So it's quite yeah. It's that pool was fucking exciting. That game is going to be huge. And 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 a, one one huge one other huge thing is that Fiji found their kicker. Mm. Um, they're number nine <laughs> they then subbed him off and struck, stuck yeah. to kicking again but like briefly they've got a genius k- kicker there number nine his name is um, uh, Simone uh, Curivoli I shouldn't Curivoli I should know his name he wasn't even starting last week he was mm. coming off the bench but they had him starting because of his kicking ability do you and think he they, looked money like in training do you think the coach is like alright Everyone fucking pick up a ball yeah. and kick some goals. Yeah. And whoever does it the best is the kicker. Look at this fucking Titty guy. He sucks shit. <laughs> uh, poor Titty. Yeah, and he just... Nah, not poor him. He wasn't up to the... I mean, he's lucky to be in the team. Yeah. And he's 
Limited which might screen. end up being the greatest Fiji team ever. Yeah. So yeah, good on him. Yeah. That uh, reminds me of um, the number nine kicking of like when Periwipu mm. started goal kicking in the um, quarters yeah. of the 2011. So I mean, yeah, maybe they've got good the sign for Fiji. The, um, maybe we got the first five curse that New Zealand had in 2011, and they're just going to constantly recycle. You know, yeah. Well, how how injured is months? Is there any chance that he comes back? No. No, he's gone. How bad? Like ACL or so, like you know, like mm. six twelve months, I think. Fuck. So I'll say this: um, Who does Fiji? If the guy they're replacing their first five with is a um, a dude who plays uh, just for the um, Fiji Super Team mm. and um, fucking has played like one or two tests, who are they? Who's next off the bench? It'll be like the dude mm. who plays for um, Latoka. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's like pretty crazy. Uh, how shallow their I think it's the backup is. who plays for them at Fiji and Drawer as well. Because <laughs> I had a look at the squad, like, um, I think half the team's European teams, but half the rest of the squad's Fiji and Drawer. So yeah, it's like the thing I was saying in the last ep, like how the Jaguares were good. Uh, I mean, the Argentinian team was good because they were all in one team, and I think that's the same maybe for Fiji at the moment because... Half of their whole squads from the same team. A lot of drawer, and then the rest of them are top flight French yeah, and French, uh, some English. English yeah. mm-hmm. So really lovely, and um, again, French crowds a real highlight. I mean, France is fucking every element of this up except for the the crowds, yeah, the atmosphere, and the way they're chanting for Fiji, <laughs> and there are a lot of Fijians in the crowd as well, which is which is pretty special for the Fijians living in Europe and stuff like that, or some have travelled. But yeah, this, amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. This Paul Sailor, I'm still looking at the. The ramifications. And so do you think the um, Fijians and the Wallabies were pretty happy as uh, well? They scored tries. Yeah, and um, one of them, <laughs> s- they were trading jerseys and stuff, and uh, it was like, uh, yeah, it was Fiji's high point, that jersey. Australia's low point. Um, Matt, you look at the ramifications. Well, just the way that it's going to play out. So Wales and Australia next week. Mm. Yeah. Be interesting if the Wallabies did win, then... Well, then it's completely open. Yeah. But, oh... It, that would count Georgia out, basically. So Georgia play Portugal, um, which you'd assume they'll win, yeah, maybe with a bonus by, point. By a lot. So they get the bonus point, and they'd be on five points. Um, Australia on six, Fiji on six. If Wales beat Australia, and Australia don't get a bonus point, then you've got Fiji, Australia, and Georgia, six points, five points. And then it becomes a shootout between Fiji and Georgia for second place. Mm. It's just crazy. Like Every game is going to be amazing in this pool. Mm. Yeah. Now, uh, let's just talk about the crossover briefly because England beat Argentina and now Japan. And I mean, Samoa won't be easy, but they're looking... England's looking mildly competent. So Mm. if Fiji crosses over with England... If I was England, I'd be scared of Fiji. Like, you'd pick England as the favourites, but it's not a nice crossover. Fuck, I mean, I'm too high on Fiji because they just won, but like... I mean, the last game they played against each other, Fiji won, so... Yeah, that's a strong point. So they'd have that confidence. And Fiji also just... They have the wind in their sails, and they prove they could prove they can play a mature game. They have a goal kicker now, um, but I, if I was New Zealand and South Africa, even in the, I mean, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. I'd be afraid of them. Like every team should be afraid of Fiji a little bit. Mm. Like yeah, they'll probably Fiji it. They'll probably like lose their kicking or something like that. But yeah. on their day, they can beat anyone. I reckon. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, thought they if, were unlucky. if they get the bounce of the ball, mm. definitely. I mean, they were unlucky not to even win against Wales. Yeah, because of the officiating, so they could have been, yeah, the top team in that pool. Well, that was the expectation before the World Cup, before the Munts injury. I picked them as oh, yeah. topping this pool. Yeah. Um. So for now to have them bounce back after that injury and get back in the mix, fucking exciting. 
Yeah, so we'll transition to England now, and um, they're looking all right. Like Japan is decent. And yeah, I mean Japan would have been definitely up for the game. Yeah, knowing that you know England aren't looking great. I mean they had a great game last week, but that was probably down to Argentina hmm. having like their worst yeah, performance shocking, ever. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a much closer game than. Oh, the first half. Yeah, I was expecting. I was a little bit like, oh fuck, it's already you know worn off. England's kind of what do you call it? What, what, what's it called when Jesus came back? Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> England's resurrection yeah. through Ford and just, you know, going back to playing like England. But, yeah, I mean, that the try. Can we talk about the try? The uh, Mar... What's his name? Yeah, Joe Marler. Joe, the try of the tournament, I thought. Like, yeah, but, like, <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. So he's, he's got the slowest reactions in the world yeah. to miscatch the ball. He goes through his hands, hits his forehead. Yeah. yeah. Goes forward. <laughs> yeah. Everyone stops playing. Yeah. yeah. And only Courtney Laws is following it picks up. Picks it up. Puts yeah. it down. Was that a try? Yeah. Uh, even the ref's like, hmm, fuck, I don't know. Let me yeah. go back to the rule book. So I, so I watched that in real time and I was like, it was so weird because Courtney Laws, I was like, hey kids, there's a lesson. No matter what happens in the game, I guess it doesn't mm-hmm. really have yeah, for kids because mm-hmm. they don't have replay. I was like, no matter what happens, just pick the ball up, yeah, walk over, just place whistle, it down yeah. just in case. Just for shits and yeah. giggles. Yep. And it was such an underwhelming moment. But he even just casually walked over the ref and goes, hey man, that came off his head. And he absolutely nailed it. So underwhelming, but what that a is, try. <laughs> that is so... That's so uh, I can't get over that loophole in the rules. And why not? Like, you can hit her. From now on, I would be exploiting that. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a forward momentum without knocking it on. Yeah, if you... Yeah. I mean, you get Peter Crouch in there at, you know, first five. Yeah. Get the halfback to ping it at his head. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck a rugby ball doesn't hit it like a soccer ball though. It's hard, and if you hit the hard end, which is the yeah. spiral end, yeah, that's, that's fine. gonna fucking concuss <laughs> your first five. But yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. But what about like, I mean, Carlos Spencer would probably try this and get it banned like a weekend. Yeah, yeah I think it needs to be banned. The move, the move would be um, instead of a chip and chase, you do a header and chase, and literally you just you're running with the ball. You got to get through the line, and you just. You scoop the ball back into your own head yeah. to make it go. Boom, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking two hands, one end on either toe of the ball. Yeah, and just fucking smashing it straight <laughs> to your head, like a um, like a karate uh, performer. It was that yeah. impressive pronunciation right there. Karate. karate. <laughs> um, like a karate person breaking a, a log of wood yeah. with his hands, but you're breaking the ball with your head, kind of thing. Yeah, and launching it forward. Launching it forward. And you th- yeah, I mean that is a much quicker physical action. You know, rather than dropping the ball onto yeah. your foot, yeah. having it up by your face anyway, yeah. launching it forward, Bodie Barrett on the wing picks it up, try time. It'd be so funny though, because like it's you know a chipper is quite a natural kind of soccer action, whereas doing a header, it'd be funny to just watch a bunch of lads out on the field practicing that and like working because you have to do a lot of practice to get your header right because it'd be very hard to get right. Well, I think they should only make a legal if. You pass it into someone's head. You can't yeah. do it into your own head. Yeah. So at least the other person kind of not expecting it either. Like Joe Marler wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, so they're in the laws of rugby. They're counting the head uh, the same way they they do feet. Yeah. Yeah. Like and what's sport. the distinction? Well, off the body. Because <coughs> off the body, surely off the chest is a knock on. No. No, nah, surely. It's only hand. Surely off the chest is a knock on. Not off the chest. I don't think so. It's Why the same as Matt, like handball Matt, you, and I love how Matt acts like he's figured out like the Higgs boson or something. Like you've got what, the God wait, particle. Wait, are you saying if I if the ball came at me yeah. and it went between my hands, yeah. hit me in the chest and then went forward, that's play on? 
yeah. potentially. But to do that and to not have it hit your hands is pretty hard. That's I think yeah. even off the shoulder. Even the, the wrist, But in surely. that situation, Matt, why wouldn't you just close your hands and catch it? No, because maybe I want to just knock it forward. Yeah. So this is the thing. You're acting like you've cracked some case, like this is such a big advantage. What's good about hitting or chesting the ball? <laughs> There's no advantage. Especially I think it's the chesting uh, the no, ball, though. You guys, I'm just um, flabbergasted by your small thinking. This is why I'm, <laughs> I'm a, an expert strategist. Yeah. I exploit every advantage I can. Yeah. But that's Pe- not an advantage. We just, yeah. no, we just saw Japan ball. get absolutely bamboozled by this crazy tactic yeah. that England have been working on for months. Yeah. <laughs> and it finally came no, right. No, those fucking England commentary fucks Oh, not not when it happened because when it happened, no one knew what was going on. The commentators yeah. just figured it out. When they got back to the, they had a, um, they had a, an injury break and they went. They were setting up a scrum at the Japanese five meter line, and um, they claimed that England did that on purpose, which is absolutely as they should batshit. And there's no, no way because it was went through his hands. First. Yeah, didn't it go through? Do you comments, know how that is to achieve? <laughs> how long you got to practice to perfect that technique? That's incredible. It's probably Eddie Jones did that. Sort of the amazing yeah. dark art. But that's the thing, like, I think there needs to be, the referee needs to have some sense of control, and I think we've lost that through VAR and TMO, uh, the era that we're in at the moment. If we didn't have the benefit of those replays, the ref would be like, okay, look, Obvious knock, knock on. on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it came off my head, ref. Ah, oh, it doesn't matter. No and then cares. we carry on. Like, yeah. the fact that now you can scrutinise every frame down to millimetres, yeah. it takes a little bit of the, the magic away and yeah. infuriates people. Yeah. Can we talk about actually? Let's talk about the coverage of Rugby World Cup and the lack of highlights and just the access to them. Yeah. So they're like stripping it away from like YouTube. Just everywhere. Like I don't like understand. That. Like rugby is in a precarious position with the internet. We now have access to every sport imaginable. Yeah. Sports that have much better entertainment value and packages. Oh, you're shitting shots there. Yeah. So what? rugby needs to compete. And they have It's like yeah. They're competing in New Zealand Now competing with the fucking Women's Football World Cup Yeah or even like NBA Yeah What a package that is Yeah American yeah. sports That's where the standard is now Formula 1 So rather than on Netflix Yeah what rather than doing? trying to flood The internet with rugby Yeah They're holding it back and It's interesting they're going for the They're going for the opposite tactic Because basically every other sport Is like Take our content Do with what you will yeah. with it And rugby for some reason Hasn't lost And I get it You want to sell the rights And stuff like that but hilariously, they're so strict, they are taking the rights away from even official broadcasters yeah. having their tweets. It's it's so hard to watch rugby, and I don't understand it. You need to inspire the next generation, because kids these days, they're watching basketball, they're watching football, they're yeah. watching NFL even. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's like sport now, I'd say is oversupplied. So I've always been a big NBA fan. I've always followed rugby, and... Um, a uh, bit of cricket, and then a lot of fringe. You know, watch the Super Bowl, love the Olympics. Mm. Anything that comes along every four years, yep. I'm there for it, right? Now, I'm actually overwhelmed by how much there is. Mm-hmm. New Zealand this year has hosted the Women's Cricket and Rugby World Cups. Mm. Um, there's all the international... There's all, Cricket World Cup happen every, like, th- three months. Mm. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, like I don't even notice the Netball World Cup anymore because mm. there's too much going on. I can't watch the Premier League at the moment because I've got too much sport mm-hmm. and only so many hours in the day to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do want to bring the entertainment value back to rugby, can I mention a name? Yutaka Nagiri. I'm probably not saying that name right. He is the um, halfback for Japan. 
And this guy is straight up putting on a show and taking the piss simultaneously. He did the Carlos Spencer pick up the ball from the ruck and kick it back over his head to try and gain position. That almost immediately led to an England try. <laughs> um, he also, uh, the other England try, um, the ball came out of his own scrum. I've never actually seen this before because it's so stupid. Uh, the ball comes loosely out of the back of the scrum. He's not in position. So he dives and tries to one-hand tennis hit it to the first five. Hmm. The first five gets it in terrible position, gets smashed over his own line, and that led to, I think, the other England try. Like, this guy is an absolute mad dog maverick, and while I appreciate his innovations, the Brave Blossoms, best name in world rugby, um, have to be disappointed by the way, um, the stupidity of this halfback, you know. It's probably well. Eddie Jones taught them back in 2015. <laughs> he's revolutionised. Is that the thing? The so Eddie Jones has gone around the world <laughs> yeah. and he's trying to um, compromise yeah. every team that he's been in. Just so in four years' time, when Australia are at home, yeah. no, when he's coaching Portugal, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, takes him to the World the Cup. World. <laughs> Fucking what a hell. genius! But this is, this guy did, I've never seen this before. So the balls, you're you're on your own five meter line. You're going backwards on the scrum, and the halfback tries to hit it to the first five. I was like. Should it be better to dive on the ball and set up a ruck? Fuck, it was crazy. Because I was like, why do you mm. just tap it over your own line and the other team just runs in and puts it down? Like, mm. it was just, ah. Oh. There, there was some shit happening out there for Japan. And they played some nice rugby. They're definitely an improvement on week one. But, like, yeah, just a little bit, yeah, just, just not quite right, Japan, yet. Mm-hmm. Getting better, but, yeah. yeah. What are their chances of getting out? Japan. Yeah. yeah no, zero. No, they're done. No, yeah. They've lost their first two, haven't they? No, no, one? they bet Chile. Oh, they yeah. bet them by 30 points, but yeah, don't see them. Um, Samoa is the one to watch in yeah, that pool. Yeah. Which, have they played? They played someone no, easy. Th- yeah, they played Chile. They beat them. They bet them by 30 as well. Um, so this is what I'll say about England. Uh, they are the opposite of Fiji, and even the All Blacks right now, where when they get to the... They, they play the game in the right part of the pitch, and they come away with points. Mm. Even if it's hitting the ball over their own line... Uh, over the other team's line, like they just, mm-hmm. like both their tries were pretty lucky and off kind of force because yep. the other try was off a um, overthrown, was yeah. it an overthrown? Yeah, a, a fucked up line out. But yeah. it was off a beautiful uh, um, kick. Mm-hmm. Like they threaded the ball through to the corner, put the pressure on, the other team makes a mistake and they mm. score. And they're, because they're kicking so good, they score a three. And so England is good just in terms of getting into the right position and when they do get a half chance, they take it. Yeah. And that's enough to win. Uh, you know, at least get you to the quarterfinals, yeah. if not semis. Well, it's just tournament rugby, right? That's how you have to play. Yeah. Pick up the points, keep it ticking over. And the cool thing about rugby is when you score, you then receive possession back from the kick. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's scoring is beneficial in many ways. It's, yeah, that's, that's quite interesting how you score and then they kick back to you again. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid getting hammered playing for Maris back in Nelson and... <laughs> You know, things were going bad. Mm. My boy Savilio had just um, got a red card for um, seeing the... Um, oh, he got his first yellow for calling the ref a bitch. <laughs> and then his second yellow for um, seeing the ruck and running in and going, Geronimo! And jumping on top. So he's been sent off. And we're like, we're down 40 yeah. points. And then you give up another try. Yeah. And then you've got to do the walk of shame back to halfway, which is punishing. And then you've got to kick to only have them come and give you more pain. Yeah. It's like pretty rough. That's <clears throat> why sevens is good. The team that just scored has to do the kickoff. Yeah. In football, if you if you score, you get to kick off. No, no, no. The other team kicks off. Yeah. But football, a turnover is a lot more likely. I always forget that, and I often get, I often, yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, 
memories. Um, any other thoughts on uh, the beautiful English team? Neither of you guys watched these games this morning. You watched in football games. Well, that's why I'm complaining about the highlights. <laughs> Very <laughs> strong point. It's fucking bullshit. So, yeah, I've got, you know, got the Rugby World Cup app. How have they managed to make sure that every highlights package from every single game is exactly <laughs> three minutes, minutes and four seconds? Uh, yeah. Why? What is that rule? And is it, is it actually three minutes, four seconds? Yeah, it's some, some fucking weird number they've come up with. As, um, an, as an editor, you're like, they're just really padding some of these videos, and some of these videos, they're really smashing down. Yeah. What have we got? Okay, three minutes, seven seconds. Uh, oh, England, Japan was three minutes, ten seconds. So, wow. So, they're basically all under 310. Yeah. They've basically, been to- they've basically been told three minutes right on, and they've just gone. Yeah, I don't understand it because, yeah, sure, if it's a game that ends 6-3, hmm. three minutes of highlights is decent. Yeah. But if it's a game where New Zealand thrashed Namibia, hmm. how are you fitting all of that into three minutes? Yeah. If every single game is yeah. put into three minutes, what is going on? That's Sa- what I mean. Rugby needs to sort this shit out. Yeah, Sanjay, um, Sanjay, you are more of a 15 minutes highlight guy. Yeah. Oh, I love extended. Sky Sports now, so they've got the 12 to 15 minute extended and highlights. when does that come out though how soon after the game uh, I'm not sure because I watched it a few hours after the game finished normally around for the Premier League ones maybe three oh or no four I'm talking hours. about rugby yeah but it'll be the same time okay. frame I would think yeah um, I'll say shout out to um, I I give Sky shit I think they've damaged New Zealand rugby massively mm. but their app is good so I didn't, it's not as easy to find I always wait for them to upload like they're like here's highlights no, what you do is you if you just watch the full game, uh, it's very easy to navigate, but you just go to TV Guide and then you can look back yeah, on any previous show and just click yeah. on it. And I was like, finally, it's been they're about ten years late, but like finally they actually probably have one of the best sports replay apps. Like, it definitely beats the NBA app. So at least Sky has got their shit together. Mm. And also say Izzy Dag is one of my favorite desk. I mean, besides Michael Hooper sitting there <laughs> just like crying after every game. Um, I do think Izzy Dag, um, he seems half cut half the time. He does, yeah. But, I mean, that's entertaining, isn't it? I, I, all the players should be half cut. That's what gives you uh, that gets what gives you the X Factor. And Sonny Bill on the Australian broadcast, which is cool to see. Oh, yeah. And Morgan Tutanui, who I should have guessed this when he was a player, uh, is half Māori. Yeah. Legendary Australian midfielder. I, I, actually, not that legendary. I, he was big in my mind because he obviously played when I was watching rugby. He yeah. actually had 20 caps, which is pretty funny when you're like, um, I'm here, I'm joined with Sonny Bill, um, two-time World Cup winner and one-time NRL champion, and Morgan Tutanui, 20 caps for the Wallabies. <laughs> and I was like, don't say him Yeah. second. It's one of my most humiliating moments in high school basketball. Yeah. Nelson College, very strong basketball program. Um, they announced the team um, based on experience, years in the team, but we had recruited players from other series. So they go Jeremiah Truman, three-time New Zealand, made the um, went to America and made the like the World Basketball World Cup like starting five or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, who else do we have on that team? Jack Costley, you know, New Zealand tour of Australia. Uh, we had Hugh Quinlevin. Um, you know, he was like North Island rep or something like that. Um, uh, you know, s- some amazing accomplishments. And then they go Guy Williams. Uh, four years senior aid men's team. And I was like, what, don't put me last. <laughs> Everyone roasted me so hard for my four years. And I was like, that's quite an accomplishment because it means I was in the A team in fourth form. That was a good accomplishment. Mm. But like, and compared to everyone else, I looked like absolute yeah. dog shit. <laughs> Guy Williams washed his uniform every week and turned up to practice on time most games. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, talk about 
South Africa. Would love to hear about that. I didn't yes. even pay attention. I don't even know who they played. Yeah, they played, uh, was it Romania? <laughs> yeah, smashed them. So, yeah, 76 0. That's I crazy. Holding a team thing, to zero. Yeah, zero is probably the more impressive bit. And they basically had their second string team, the Springboks. They had a few, like um, yeah. Mapimpi, of course. I love that name. Choice. Such a good name. But, mm. yeah, it's just a strong showing. So, that game coming this week, isn't it? South Africa, Ireland. We knew that's going to be Ooh, the tasty. game of the whole pool stage. But Best World Cup pools ever already. Mm. I mean, that's also criticism of the rest of the dog shit World Cup pools. We're like, mm. hurry up and let New Zealand get through. And well, it's just a, it's an example of how rugby's grown, right? Or, or maybe it's the, the fact that New Zealand, Australia, and, oh, not South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, and England aren't as strong as they once were. Mm. So I don't know if rugby in general, has <laughs> lifted up to the level or, or if the top teams have dropped down. Or is it um, all thanks to the IRB fucking the draw? Mm, we yeah. have the good side over on the left side of the bracket <laughs> with the good teams and then the special side over there with England and Fiji um, battling for... <laughs> but honestly, I am if, if England versus Fiji is the quarterfinals, I am here for that. Well, yeah, if that's 3.45, nice. I'll wake up for that. And it's like anything could happen. Yeah, anything it's funny, could happen. yeah I predicted that quarterfinal. However, I had England as second, oh, yeah. Fiji as first. Ah! So, because we thought Argentina were going to yeah. get above England. We didn't know they're going to be the worst team in the World Cup <laughs> at that how, stage. How brutal a World Cup, say? One bad performance in Argentina and all of a sudden you're like, you're fucked. They mm. could fight back. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, they've got four games. So yeah. I good. think they should improve now. But, shit, they, the margin for error is now zero. Although, in saying that, it reminds me of a little um, country I'd like to call Argentina who at the 2022 World Cup Correct. actually lost their first game oh, to yeah. Qatar. And they were literally like, they can't lose one more game or they're out. Saudi Arabia. Ah, so yeah. yeah, no, no one lost to Qatar. That was crazy. Um, Saudi Arabia, who are also dog shit. What a game that was as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Those um, goals from Saudi Arabia. But you remember sick. the first half, though, every goal by um, Argentina got disallowed. They scored yeah, like true, seven true. goals. <laughs> yeah. But for Argentina to pick them up yeah. themselves like that and win every game, it's like maybe they're doing a tribute act to that. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that before in Rugby World Cups with uh, France in 2011 going on to the final, mm. South Africa, yeah, winning it. Yeah, um, England have done it. Maybe it's New Zealand's turn. New Zealand 2023, fingers crossed. Yeah. Hope so. Um, so South Africa <laughs> was uh, uh, very methodical. Yeah. So because um, Ireland put the. Uh, they set the standard. Again against Romania, there. Yeah. Was it 81 to mm. 8 or something? Oh, so you'd take, what is it, 72 to 0? 76 to 0. 76 to 0, you'd take that, it's even better. Yeah. It makes New Zealand's um, Namibia win something 3. Mm. 71. 71, yeah. Fuck. How did New Zealand that year, 95, score 140? Who were they playing? The Japan. Japan. Yeah. 95. Well, Mark Ellis scored like 6. Did Japan know what rugby right? was? Yeah, at that point? probably not. Um, and Simon Culhane set the point square yeah. record. A guy that you've never heard of before or since. He's only a pub trivia question for most points scored in a World Cup game. He played for Southland, though, if you know. No Who knew rugby. that was still a place? Um, yeah. So I forgot Ireland. That's, yeah, I mean, look, game. both the teams are probably going through, mm. right? Ireland yeah. have to be a little bit more careful because they have to play Scotland the following yeah. week. But do you think they. Do you think there's much strategy that goes into this game? I think. In man- terms of. 
uh, New Zealand, France. So we are in New Zealand. We're blinded by the power of the All Blacks. And we've watched 10 years of sustained dominance. Probably the greatest rugby team of all time. So in New Zealand, we always think, even when we're ranked fourth in the world, even when we learn to lose to France convincingly in the first game, we think we're the best country in the world. So we think that there's no doubt that um, if you had to choose between New Zealand and France, it's a coin toss mm. and it doesn't matter. But I think that's because we've got the New Zealand sunglasses on. Mm. And I think that it's obvious to anyone else, you'd go, if the options are New Zealand, out of form, they've lost their last two games and are looking patchy as hell, or France, who are on good form and playing at home, you'd take uh, New Zealand every day of the week. And it's only because we love New Zealand so much mm. and are so used to seeing New Zealand dominate mm. and that the, the mana of that black jersey. I think it's different this year, though. I, don't, I haven't found that same blind optimism from All Blacks fans. I think they are a little bit like, we fucked it. I think, you know, Sanjay says, you know, with the unpredictability of the coaching Fuzzy, at the moment, yeah. I think New Zealand just know, hey, the cycle... We're no good. We haven't had a year or two of impressive performance and we're used to it. Yeah. So I think there's not a lot of hope. I reckon that Razzie is like, we have the best team by a mile. Our B team could beat most of these teams. I think he's like, we've steamrolled New Zealand pre-game. We're going to steamroll Ireland and we're going to steamroll New Zealand again and no one can beat us. And once we've eliminated New Zealand, it's a cakewalk. Like, I think South Africa is probably thinking at the moment, we're the best team by a fucking mile. Mm. I know you've got to win single elimination games and anything can happen, but like, I feel like South Africa in this World Cup is like New where New Zealand normally is, where they are the team to beat. France at home, deadly, but like South Africa, mm. you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, Have South Africa been tested? Have we seen the best of South Africa in this cycle? Because I, I can't remember a game where they've blown us away. Oh, man, Wait, what do you mean? Pre-tournament. Yeah, just three weeks ago. Are you taking the piss? Yeah, but no, but New Zealand were down like two dudes. Yeah, okay. It doesn't count. Nah, but I still think... But like, are you, have you been impressed, Sanjay? Have you been like, oh, fuck, South Africa are the best in the world? Well, I think I they're th just quietly going about They're doing seven-man subs. Yeah, that's cool. Good for them. They play... You know how you talk about tournament rugby? They're like England, but actually really good. Hey, England... Are really good sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't I don't mind England, and I'm like I I love them. Um, I love them being a villain. And rugby is better when England and Australia are good, and Australia's not. They're just like that. they're like a decent anti-hero. Yeah, kind of like the Vegeta of the Dragon Ball Z world. You know, everyone's kind of favorite enemy, but oh, they're all right. And like Fiji, like no one's going to want to play them. Did you hear this story out this week? England is like they did the Eddie Jones, and they're like we've been tricking you guys the whole time. When we lost to Fiji when we lost all those games in the Six Nations, we were actually doing fitness training. Yeah. And we were exhausting ourselves and then playing a game tired. I believe it. <laughs> even if it's uh, a fallacy, even if it's made up, spreading these rumours just puts little doubt in yeah. other players' minds and other coaches' minds. Maybe coaches that thought the same thing during their warm-up periods but didn't execute it, and they go, fuck, did England actually do that? Because we were looking at the same science and there were you know results that looked like it might work. Just a, you know, you just got to keep the chat going. Yeah. And because mind games work. Yeah. There's and 15 dudes on the park and each one of them has a mind. And I did cringe a little bit last week when I mentioned the All Blacks should add, add a bit of color to their jersey. Mm. And they will do it eventually, but there is something, and even though I don't like the fashion of it necessarily, there is something about just having black everywhere that can possibly be black. 
and being like this black wall mm. of like nothing. Well, yeah, I quite like the uh, like the commemor- commemorative jerseys that you know. I think uh, German teams do it quite often uh, in the Bundesliga. So you got Bayern Munich, Dortmund. They do a blackout jersey. Yeah, where you know even the logos and the badges are black. Yeah, and it does it does look very cool. But yeah, I'm I'm with you in thinking that the All Blacks just need a little bit of something on their shirt. I'm, maybe because the shirt this year is horrific. So you start thinking about, you know, other things. But yeah, I, th- I think New Zealand's kit, it needs to... You know, white shorts would be a crazy throwback. What's what they did in the 90s. I think, I think it'd be a nice idea. But um, uh, you know how black and black, I was like, oh, because yeah, in f- football, the numbers don't actually matter. Mm. It's just a way for people in the crowd to mm. tell the players apart. That's true. But it's like, it's not really that important. And if it's the Bundesliga, the, play, the, the players are so well known that you can probably just tell them based on haircut or whatever. Mm. But um, in rugby, numbers are really important. Because the referee normally speaks to players um, with their number, and it's quite interesting that the rug- the number in rugby is only on one side of the shirt. Sure, must be, and you realise the French the, the ref probably knows the players by face, mm. but calls them by number mm. regardless. Yeah, that back, is interesting. Back eh? in the day, they used to have the number. The, they used to have the number on their shorts, but I think that's did not they a for thing rugby? It, only at World Cups. Yeah, they'd have it for at least ninety nine and maybe yeah. I guess yeah, that that would make sense with it being a new sport. The ref doesn't isn't familiar with all the players, and when you're doing red cards or yellow cards, you need the numbers. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not as big a deal as I thought it was. But like, um, for defense, do you find it weird? You ever play touch and you do man to man marking kind of like they do now, and communication's huge. Um, so you say I've got this person, mm. but because their numbers aren't on the front of the shirt. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, you have to. Um, say them on the physical <laughs> you've got, dis- you got to describe them <laughs> features so I often say them I often offend the other team um, by saying like I got the old guy or yeah. Yeah. Um, I never, I'd never say fatty but uh, I'd say like the big man when it's like yeah well, yeah, that's the word like how do you describe someone who is clearly yeah. you know has something wrong with them with yeah. their parents how do you describe them in a positive way yeah and ginger you're like is that okay <laughs> Um, the other one is uh, the other one is just if someone is um, of uh, African colouring, and you're like, I've got dark hair, I got dark hair, <laughs> you know, like it's like a, it's like a little bit of a tricky one. Boots are a good one though, because a lot of people have orange boots now, yeah, yeah, and so orange boots normally stick out or something like that. Um, you just yeah. yeah, but it's you know you do you'll do that and you'll your own teammate will be like, wait, who who? Yeah, keep describing. Uh, it's like that little Britain sketch, um, same thing where. I think it's like a student counsellor and someone comes in to ask them about, I don't know, a problem they've got at school mm. and the lady picks up the phone and so she's like, oh, don't worry, I'll sort that out for you. Yeah. Picks up the phone. Hi, Juliet, um, Sarah here. Um, yeah, I've just got um, Janine here and she's got a problem with her um, files at school. And then she goes, oh, gee, you know Janine, she's um, brown hair. But, you know, it cuts back to Janine and Janine has like a massive mole on her lip. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and the counsellor is doing everything she yeah, can to describe this person thing. without saying the mole thing. Without saying the one thing that yeah, person is actually known for. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm i looking at you, Sanjay. You're looking at your phone. I was like, that guy's got some more Rugby World Cup knowledge. Oh, no, just um, back to the All Blacks Namibia match. Probably one of the distinguishing features that we're talking about of the match was the guy... Who had the dislocated ankle? 
Yeah. His foot was facing even the, the referee, which the referee is the literal. Yeah. He is the whole stadium is really controlled by the referee. If the scoreboard malfunctions, he's got to deal with it. Mm. If the fans are like throwing shit at the pitch, he's got to talk to people. Mm-hmm. He is completely in charge. Yeah. He just, and he saw the injury and he just ran away from. Yeah. Them. He just walked going. Ooh. <laughs> just. <laughs> Like walked away like ten meters and just stood looking away from the so, guy. So I was watching the game live yeah. on quite a big projector, and I, I heard everyone saying it was gross. I couldn't really tell from the TV angle what was because initially I tried rewinding it live when it happened as oh, well. Oh, so you wanted to see more of it? Yeah, but then I was on TikTok and people actually had videos specifically on the guy's foot. That's yeah. fucked up. And so was, what happened? He was like um, chasing a like high bomb, <laughs> like he did a high bomb, and um, Damien McKenzie caught it. And I think he just tried tackling him, but all of a sudden you just see him on the ground, just clutching at his ankle, and you Ooh. see his foot being in opposite direction. Yeah. It should be. perpendicular, <laughs> eh? Instead and of pointing straight away, it's and trying then you to see like right. so um, it's ninety ninety degrees. Yeah, or almost even one eighty, almost. What? <laughs> Wait, 180 is like yeah, completely well, backwards. I mean, it's, yeah, it's probably more 90, but <laughs> yeah. but it felt like it could yeah. have been 180. Oh man, look, I don't want to. I don't look at that man. <laughs> we well, just gave the referee shit the for thing walking away. Like, no, I'm not the referee though. The referee should have to deal with that. But now maybe you understand. Job. Maybe you understand the referee walking away. Look, man, he had look. to see that in real life with the dude going, "Ah, yeah. fuck!" <laughs> I don't want to. Like, if I was a first responder. I would turn up and deal with it, but I'm not. It's, I don't have to. Mm. It's like watching a video of Saddam Hussein's beheading. But it's funny, like Brody Rattelli was just standing next to him, just staring at it. He was like <laughs> a meter away, <laughs> and also um, Lester was there as well, just checking it yeah. out. But then all the others, like putting their hands on the head, they saw it and just walked away. It's weirdly, I think basketball is one of the worst sports oh, yeah. for horrific injuries. I'll never forget Paul George in a warm up for I think the Olympics or something like that, playing for USA. And it was a breakaway, so not even an important play. He mm. did a dunk, and he jumped so far. And they were playing on, like, um, not official NBA hoops. They are playing on, like, the they call it the... St- I didn't even learn this word. Stanchion. You know, it's until oh, yeah. something goes wrong, and yeah. you learn, like... Like, 9-11 taught us words like trusses and girders. Yeah. We never heard those words until 9-11. And um, I learned the word stanchion, which is basically the name for the pole that holds up the basketball hoop. And he jumped so far after his dunk that he hit the... The stanchion, which is padded, but it didn't matter. He had it such velocity, and his leg just it, similar thing. Uh, yeah. His knee, his mm. leg just snapped in half, mm. and um, yeah, the screams throughout when the stadium goes quiet as well. Horrific. Do you remember that um, basketball injury? Can't remember if I've shown you guys. Or maybe you told me. I think it was a European-based player who hit his head on the stanchion. Oof. Um, I think that was was it backboard. We're like doing a play. Yeah, but then he died no, from a head injury. What? Yeah, I think like blood started coming out of his eyes. Um, Oh, I've not seen that. I've not heard of that. Oh, was okay. it the, the Breakers game? The guy's eyes popped out. Was it? Are we just making up no, shit no, at this no. point? So, so this this is like you know when a six year old comes and tells you a story. And he's like, I saw a little bird, and the bird <laughs> flied into the other bird, and the bird died. And you're like, what the fuck is the story? Matt's saying a story about a basketball player who hit the stanchion and died. Yeah, I actually vaguely remember you. Was there a guy who hit his head on the? There's a guy who hit his head on the um, uh, fucking. Like an anger, like a crazy European. Dude yeah, just like he he butted his. He oh, butted so, the, it a, so it wasn't an accident. It was like he did it on purpose. Yeah, it's, you know, like he missed the layup or whatever, um, and then in anger he butted something, um, turned around, and then yeah, blood out of his eyes, dead. Oh my god! Mine's true though. 
There's a story. <laughs> mine, mine is definitely true. That was true. So, what, so you, so so like, do you remember Akil Mitchell? No, was he a Breakers player? Yeah, I've never heard of that guy. It was, um, yeah, playing for the Breakers. His eye popped out of his socket. It is a weird thing in basketball because you reach for the ball that's often in front of your face. Yeah, you do occasionally get the eye, the a finger in the eye. That's why a lot of players back in the day would wear goggles. Mm. It's kind of out of fashion. And so, an eye, an eye popped out. Where does eye go, Sanjay? No, it just like loosely probably popped out of the set. So it's still there. It didn't like drop drop onto the ground or anything. But they managed to put it back in place like five to ten minutes, it's saying. And this was back in 2017. Okay, we're really escalating now, but i got a horrific one for you. It was ice hockey. And you're already, as soon as you hear the words ice hockey, oh, you're yeah. like, you can imagine With the, the badness. blades, potentially. Yeah, so this dude, oh. this dude got checked and his, 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 his leg went high in the air. And it sliced the guy skating behind him his throat. Uh, and what's this? This is what's ice, this hockey. Ice, ice hockey. hockey. Yeah. So NHL hockey. Oh, that's everyone's worst nightmare, right? Like everyone, when they go ice skating, everyone dreams or has nightmares of falling on the ice with your hands splayed hands. out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like you just you gotta fall with fists. <laughs> Don't fall with your hands yeah. and your fingers out. Oh, little sausages. Well, this guy's Ooh. this guy's blade went right across his throat, and it was like saying out of a uh, Tarantino oh, movie. Yeah, I remember yeah, this because you go blood blood on the ice as well, like instantly yeah. white blood shows up so strong. Oh, horrific! Uh, Matt, you look like you've. Can you top it? What do you got? It's hard to top. Well, no, I've, I've got. Um, I've got my evidence that Sanjay didn't believe. Okay, uh, I don't know if I want to watch it. No, I, I mean I just describe it. Uh, Are you watching it live? Well, no, it's happened years ago. <laughs> no, I, no, no, but I mean, like, are you watching the footage of it? What website would even host this? Like, that, you can't find that on YouTube. Mm, this is called reddit.com, uh, and the subreddit is Idiots Fighting Things. So this was posted a year ago. Uh, I'll just c- give you a quick rundown. During a 1993 playoff game in the Greek Basketball League, Serbian player Boban Jankovic paralyzed himself by slamming his head against the, uh, the stanchion um, out of a frustration over a call made by the referee. Fuck. After being bound to a wheelchair for the final 13 years of his life, Jankovic gained weight, which exerted too much stress on his heart, and he died of heart failure at age 42, oh. 2006. But, I mean, it's... Yeah, that yeah is, it's not that a good watch. Uh, yeah. Oh, he just... I mean, he fucking goes for it. He's very angry. He headbutts the stanchion. Is the stanchion padded? Normally they're padded. Yeah, it looks padded. Um... And he just absolutely drops instantly and goes into like the that fencing position. You know, I don't know if it's called fencing, where your hands and your arms like flex up into like T Rex arms. What's that have to do with f- fencing? Well, that's when you know there's been a, a horrific brain injury. Oh. It's, one of the, it's one of the signs. What's what does the word fencing have to do with? I'm thinking of like the the, the sport. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure of the uh, farm like, fencing. Yeah, I'm not sure of the the origin of the word. Or Wilson from Home Improvement, like <laughs> staring <laughs> over the fence. Yeah, it? maybe. Because yeah. it is kind of, uh, it kind of looks <laughs> like that. Oh man! And the worst injury, of course, is Matt getting his ankle <laughs> hit in social football two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, it's um, it's done really well. I've oh, been yeah. treating it with some uh, secret Chinese medicine yeah. spray. Wow. Um. So yeah, from like an eight-week recovery, I'm now. I reckon I'll be fine next week, oh, which would okay. be. No Which way. Which would be yeah, just yeah, over yeah. three weeks. If you did that, that would be crazy. You um, need a um, Fijian witch doctor like Waisaki Naola. Ooh. What do we think that was? So did he actually... I remember that. He went back to Fiji. Yeah, because he was meant to be out for the whole tournament, but he went to see a Fijian witch doctor and he was able to play in the 
2015 tournament. That's crazy. And so he, and he won with New Zealand. Yeah, although I think he um, played one game, maybe against Georgia or something, but then he re-injured something. So he didn't. I don't think he played much more in the tournament anyway. But he yeah. uh, got the winner's medal with the All Blacks because he wasn't part of the squad. <laughs> um, lads, um, just as we take her home, this has been already a great World Cup and this weekend was, it was actually pretty lacklustre besides Fiji's amazing victory of Australia. Yeah, the weekend itself was lacklustre but the ramifications of this week lead to a great World Cup. Yeah. And week week one was good. Remember, that was New yeah. Zealand, France mm-hmm. and Fiji, Wales. Week three. three. Oh, it's Holy unbelievable. Holy fuck. Matches, yeah. Argentina, Samoa. Yeah. South Africa versus Ireland. Mm. Wales versus Australia. That is so fucking juicy. And especially seeing as New Zealand's got to buy this week, you think any week New Zealand's got to buy, we wouldn't be interested, but this is probably the... Yeah, we can actually relax and enjoy rugby. We don't have to worry about New Zealand, you know, fucking out. And also shout out to New Zealand for having a buy at the perfect time for the Warriors to take centre stage (sighs) against Brisbane. Like that's, yeah, that's juicy stuff. I'm actually gutted because I'm in Sydney for my brother's wedding, and I'm like, they'll be like, "Guy, I want to come to the vows." I'm like, "No, I'm actually watching Argentina versus Samoa <laughs> in a battle for second place in <laughs> Pool C or Pool D, the aptly named oh, yeah, Pool, Pool D." D. Yeah. Um, well, that's all for now. I think oh, I've got some things to talk about. Oh, actually, yeah. Well, how long have we been going for? We've been going for a while, but I no, I want to hear what you've got to say. Um, I'm sorry, I've talked too much. So I just want to make some, I just want to rectify some of the things I said last week about oat milk. What? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was shocked to find out that oat milk and a lot of the milk alternatives have a lot of oil in them. Yeah. Um, and I immediately thought that, hey, well, that makes them worse. Uh, but it's actually not. Canola oil, uh, which is actually, I claimed that rapeseed oil was another oil that they use. Rapeseed and canola oil are basically the same. Yeah. Sanjay pointed that out. Um, so we've confirmed that. Thank you, Sanjay. Uh, and also, canola oil is actually one of the healthier oils you can ingest. Oh, that's good. So, drink oat milk, everybody, because it's much better than the destruction that dairy has yeah. on the world. Yeah. And, um, and 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 uh, I can even say the word almond. 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 Almond milk is terrible because like it takes like so much water to oh, make yeah. one almond. Yeah. I mean, it's still almond. better than dairy. All is of, it? Yeah. All of the alternatives. Even after all that water. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, because. How much water does it take to cow. to breed a cow? Mm. So not only do these cows get impregnated and then the calf gets taken out to keep these um, poor old mums lactating, um, but cows they have so much they need so much water. Man, dairy farming is crazy. Just to briefly touch on this, so they send a bull round to fuck all the cows. Yep. And then they get pregnant. They rip the cow out and murder it. Yep. Just, just so to c- keep that lactation. Fucking hell. It's amazing how we grew up being like dairy farming's the best of all time. And don't get me wrong, I still drink milk and stuff like that. Mm. I'm not saying it's evil, but it's it's evil. What well, it's the scale of it. <laughs> Anything that you take to that scale is evil. With with natural with Yeah. Yeah. If if you know, like farming back in the day it was a wholesome endeavour. You've got a farmer going out there milking his cows, selling the milk to the community, good. But now you've got Fonterra milking a billion cows, yeah. getting rid of all their calves and selling milk to the world. Oof. You know, like it's just Scale back, man. Yeah. Chill out. And Chill where out, do they, bro. Where do, they build, where do they bury all the dead baby I think we probably eat well. them. I think it's probably sausage rolls. I don't know. Oh, That's fuck. probably why they, why they taste so good. Again, you need to fetch this. Um, can I say good on to you, Matt? 
because Matt has been on thin ice recently with his Instagram health advice. <laughs> um, I'm still recovering from the New Zealand Today podcast coming out soon. Matt claimed that um, the what, ca- candles are bad for you. They are. You don't know this for a fa- You've found no, nothing to back this up. It's such a strange argument to have. What? Whenever you inhale smoke, you're causing damage to oh, yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand that it might not be the best thing of all time, but just having an occasional scented candle because your shit smell bad... I reckon is all good, all right? No, so breathe, you, in, breathe in that shit. You, the burden of proof is on you in this case. You need to prove that oh, it's I'm good. I'm trying, as you've seen with my oat milk. Yeah, yeah wait, so you certainly had to crack <laughs> candles three weeks on. Well, I'm going to have to start doing my own research. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds bad. <laughs> okay, okay, so you're doing your own. But um, I'd say good on you for this, um, for because you had me nervous about milk, and I've been telling... Oat milk. I mean, telling other people. So good on you. Oh for no, you're gonna have to. Yeah, you're gonna have to rectify that. Rectify it with other people, and then they'll go. Where do you re- research from? I'll say, have you heard of Matt on the Bantalads podcast? I just like to say, I still like drinking something that's come out of a cow. So I'd be drinking something. Milk, so. Could be anything. No, just the milk. What about bloods? <laughs> what about no, semen? Just the milk. Yeah. What about cow jizz? Oh no, yeah. cows don't have jizz because cows yes, are woman. Woman. So are bulls and cows the same species? Mm. Yeah. But we pretend like they're two different species. Yeah, it's like um, dogs. It's, was it dog and... Bitch. Is it dog? I think it's dog. A male dog's dog and female dog's bitch. Yeah. Mm. That's so fun. Cow, oh, cow is also heifer? Oh. No, is it? Or is that a breed? Type of, is it like a young cow... Man, it's funny listening to three city boys trying to explain explain um, and figure out what cows are. Oh, and then there is Matt's not even a fucking city boy. <laughs> He's from the country. I've ridden horses. Um, so horses, you got stallions <laughs> and mares. mares yeah. And ponies. Pony is a different breed of four-legged animal. What about a shit? Everyone ones? thinks ponies are little horses. They're not. They're, they're a different type. They're a different animal. They're the exact same. They're not. They it's are. like humans and dwarves. Okay, okay. F- fucking tell me this. How come a Shih Tzu and a fucking Greyhound are the same type of dog, but a pony and a horse aren't the same type of horse? No, I think a horse can have sex with a pony and something would come out. Yeah, because they're the same. Nah. And well, because it's like a lion and a tiger can also procreate. Yeah. But what's born is neither a lion nor a tiger. It's either a liger or a teon. What about if a lion had sex with a dog? I don't think it works. No. I it's, think I've just nah. found a new search for the Pornhub on the internet. I think it's to do with the the chromosomes have to match up, I think. Wow. So when, uh, when a horse has sex with a donkey, <laughs> uh, what's the animal that comes out of that? A, a mule, donkey. is it? I, don't, I can't remember. There's an animal a that mule, comes yeah. out of that. But that, when that animal comes out, it it comes out with like an odd set of chromosomes. Yeah. So that animal itself cannot breed. Oh, yeah. Wow. Do you know what I mean? So when you when you procreate, half your chromosomes mix with the other half of the other person. Yeah. But if you have, uh, if you're the result of one of those kind of situations, you can no longer, you can't breed. This just to me, just it confirms my belief of how powerful Jesus really is. I mean, it's amazing. Like, like yeah, that's creating this amazing system. It would have taken him a long. Like, it's crazy they did it in a day as well. It's so just went. Oh that's, yeah, there you go. That's sorted. sorted. <laughs> it's very hard to understand. Um, is that is that uh, is that what we're going out on? Um, uh, donkey sex. Well, I think. Well, <laughs> we. This is the banter lads. Yeah, rugby and mental health chat from the dojo. Yeah, and it's great to be in the dojo, but we should probably touch on mental health. Yeah, we should. How's actually. everyone's mental health today? Not too bad. Mine, yeah, after Fiji one, it's. Really good. Really good. Yeah. I, um, I'm going to therapy for the first time in a couple of weeks. I'm Ooh. so excited. It's like a, a birthday present. It's my birthday tomorrow. Oh, 
Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank no, you. No, not thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you for having us in your presence of your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Good fucking save. Um, and my birthday trick to myself is I'm um, I'm going to get back into therapy in a little bit. Oh, yeah. I get morning anxiety, so I don't know why that is. Because once I get out the door, I'm fine. Oh yeah. But when I wake up in the morning, I'm like. <gasps> And I just think about the thing that I'm stressed out about that week. And it'll be mm. something minor. It could be mm. something t- tiny or it could be something major. Mm. Don't know. Yeah, See, I'm, I'm the opposite. The things, eh? night, ang- night terrors. Yeah, I stay up. I just can't sleep. Oh, because of the shit that's going on. The, but there's nothing going on. That's the thing. <laughs> anxiety. That's the with anxiety. Yeah, yeah. It's almost yeah. a worry about yeah. worrying. Just you know? life. Yeah. Yeah. Sanjay, any mental health thing from you? You're a, you're a Kiwi bloke, Iron Man, eh? Yeah. You're like an open up. Yeah, no. There's shit going on, but you can't say. It's a secret. <laughs> it's a closed door. There we go. Mental yeah. health chat. Shout out to the mental health people out there. Get yourself checked. Oh, and there's another the, um, the reviews. Last week we said we would review, review the reviews. Yeah. Um, we've I'm already un- had yeah. one review. So keep on reviewing. Um, keep on reviewing. Uh, we've, had, we've, had, oh, we've had three ratings so far. Give us five stars. I can actually review us. I'll give us five stars. Now I've got four. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty yeah, devious pretty of good. me to review my own show. You give it a four. I might get five. Oh. And a review is. Um, I'd give it six stars if I could. Brilliant show from three brilliant lads. Keep up the good work. Thanks, mysterious Thank person. The director NZ. Oh, is that Matt? Probably Matt. That's definitely not me. I don't have whatever that is on iTunes. Yeah, I don't do Apple. Um, well, thank you all for um, reviewing. Thank you all for listening this far into this wonderful podcast. Could have been Tyker. It probably, yeah, it probably yeah. is Tyker, to be fair. Yeah. He is NZ's director. director. Or Peter Jackson. <laughs> or Jane Campion. Yep. Who for Jane? Who's the best New Zealand director at the moment? If you had a film right now, who's the safest pair of hands? What film is it? No, just any saying who any be the best director. Tyker is all over the shop. I'd still say Peter Jackson. No, he, no. Fu- he fucked the Hobbit. Yeah. Hobbit, one, two, three. How many were there? Jane yeah, Campion's probably the most informed New Zealand director at the moment, I'd say. But that's if you like what does she do? The dog, power of the dog. Yeah, no good. The dog was powerful though. I haven't actually seen it. Is it no good? <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's it's very slow and yeah, you have to like that type of film though. Lord so of the Rings, to... one, two, and three. Yeah. Ah. Oh. No, one good. Two and three. Dog no, shit. three is the best. No, you're crazy. <laughs> they get they get better and better. They don't get better and better. That was just the Oscars being sorry for them after after I they think they fucking smashed the second year one, one year good. two. But the third one wasn't as good as the second. But you don't oh, like wow. third one. So I like one. Sanjay <laughs> likes two and Matt likes wow. three. Yeah. We're the perfect trinity. Yeah. Wow. That's and it's perfect. called the two towers, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It should be called the three towers to represent the banter lads. Yeah. I'm, um, not, I'm not really a tower. <laughs> I'm a little, what am I, a pillbox? <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. Um, I've been Guy Williams. I've been Sanjay Patel. Oven Matthew Michael Cook. Tell your friends, rate and like us on some sort of social media app. We would sincerely appreciate it. Kakite Arnold.